Welcome in. Thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Biblecast, podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. My name is Brad Harris. I'm blessed to serve as pastor of administration and outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you listened to our last one sharing about Scientology, about New Age beliefs, and about how these different sets of religions present false gospels. Today, we're going to be focusing our time then on, okay, I know someone who's in one of these religions. It may be Scientology. It may be Scientology-influenced. It may be something similar, but not quite that. But whatever belief they have is clearly not one that is biblical. So when it comes to New Age beliefs, and when it comes to Scientology, how do I share my faith? How do I present the gospel to people like this? Well, today we're just going to take a few minutes and practically see how we can share our faith with folks like this. And so one thing that I would encourage you with before we even jump in is to remember that these people are looking for answers to their problems They've got problems and they're looking for solutions, and you have the answers there. So we should share these things with them, and we should lovingly present the gospel to them, God's gospel of grace. Now when we think of these folks, it can be easy at times as a follower of Christ to just kind of laugh or consider their ideas to be a little bit silly. But yet, look at how the world looks at our beliefs and our system of theology. Much like we would look at these folks who believe that we are Thetans in a world that's trillions of years old, that are looking for enlightenment that we can only receive through these auditing sessions. They look at the story of our sinless Savior, who died to pay the penalty for our sins and look at it as absurdly as well. And so as we focus on helping these people, the first thing that we have to focus on, in my opinion, would be their biggest problem, which is their sin problem. These people believe that the ultimate goal that they have is liberation from this mess, this matter, matter, excuse me, matter, energy, space, and time that they are under. That ultimately, they need to be enlightened to the fact that they are a deity that is going to live on forever and that we are in godlike status. And what we would share with them is that our ultimate problem is actually our sin nature. It's not simply our wrong thinking, our wrong thinking. Our wrong thinking is a symptom of our ultimate problem, and that's sin. And we can share with them passages such as Romans 3.23, which remind us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That we are not perfect, that we do not have perfection, and in fact you can share with them that each of us can point to many areas in our lives where it's very clear that we are not perfect, that we are not divine. But yet, we were made in the image of God, we were made with a purpose, and yet sin has marred our, our ability to have a relationship with God and our ability to fulfill the purpose that he's given us. 
Psalm 51.5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Every single person who has ever lived, except for Jesus Christ, has been born into sin since Adam fell. And so then, we all have this problem, but yet we have the solution, and that's found in Jesus Christ. And this is going to give you the opportunity then to be able to share your testimony with these people. You can share with them how God has worked in your life, how it's not about giving a bunch of money to the church as they do for counseling sessions. It's about a relationship with a loving and living Heavenly Father that's available through Jesus Christ. We can share with them that Romans 6.23 shares with us that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our ultimate problem is our sin nature. It's not simply wrong thinking. It's the problem of sin. And number two, Jesus, God's son, came to the earth and died a death he did not deserve to pay our sin debt. And tell them the story of Jesus Christ. Tell them about his death, burial, and resurrection. Walk them through it. Because in the world we live in today, they may not have a clue about the truth of the gospel. They may not have an idea of all the theology or how all the theology of the Bible works together and points back to Jesus's work on the cross and how they can have a relationship with him. It's not a series of over and over and over again being rebirthed into a new body going up the scale of the wheel of life as we've seen in Hinduism or in this structure. No, it's not about that at all. It's about a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father that will determine if we spend eternity, because we do have an eternal soul, in heaven or in hell. And we can share with them several passages, including John 3, verses 16 through 18, which say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever, that's anyone, believes in him, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. That's John 3, verses 16 through 18. Romans 10 9 through 10 say, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. How do you become a child of God? You confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You believe and you confess. And once that's done, you are justified in the sight of God through Jesus Christ. You have a relationship with him again. And the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells inside of you and does work and change that only he can do. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 say, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God not a result of works. You can't do anything to get this. You can't take so many auditing sessions. You can't give so much money. You can't be a really good person. No, 
It is not a result of works, so that no one can boast. No person, no matter how good, no matter how righteous, in our eyes, is able to follow God's perfect standard. Additionally, with that, and you want to be careful not to scare the person into a decision, but you can share passages such as John 3, 36, where it says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. If this person chooses to reject the call of God that's available through the gospel message, then the wrath of God will remain on them, and one day they will stand before God and give an account. Yet 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, he will take that sin, that shame, that unrighteousness. He will take the blackened, sin-stained heart that we have. He will wash it and make it white as snow. Praise the Lord for that. Finally, John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, in Scientology, there is a belief that Jesus was just above the clear. That he wasn't quite at the level of an L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of the religion who discovered the ultimate problem of man, being that we were stuck in the matter, matter energy, space, and time, the mess. No, Jesus is the way. He is above all. He reigns supreme over all. There was no one like him. He rules and reigns supreme, and no one comes to the Father. There's no other way to salvation except through him. Additionally, and we've touched on this some already, but we are given one earthly body and have an eternal soul. We will die once, and after that we will be judged. So it is not this series of reincarnations over and over and over and over again. No, we die ultimately one time. It is appointed to man once to die, and after that comes the judgment. That's Hebrews 9.27. As well, Romans 14.8 says, For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Romans 14.8 We are given an earthly body, we have an eternal soul, and we will die once, and after that we will be judged. And that judgment will determine our eternal destiny. And our eternal destiny is determined by whether we trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation or not. Finally then, and alongside this, God the creator of all things, God is the creator of all things, excuse me, and has created us to have a relationship with him and to glorify him forever. You were made not for a really good self-improvement technique, you were made not to just work a job and uh, procreate and have a family. You were made to glorify God. Wherever he's got you, whatever you're doing, your purpose in life is to bring glory to your perfect and holy creator. Genesis chapter 1, the first 
chapter of the Bible shares this with us in verses 26 through 27, where it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 through 14 say, The end of the matter, that all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. What are we called to do? To fear God, to have a reverential awe of him, to keep his commandments. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. That's Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14. Additionally, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. God has created us to have a relationship with him. And no amount of auditing, no amount of self-help, no matter of New Age teaching, of Hindu teaching, of Scientology teaching, of whatever teaching, is going to be able to fill that void. No, what must fill it is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so again, this gives us our opportunity to share about how Jesus has changed us. And let me say from a pragmatic perspective, although again, we're painting with broad brushstrokes and you want to be careful. Oftentimes, folks who are looking at religions such as New Age teachings that blend religion, psychology, science fiction, all these different things together, what they're often looking for then is a way to improve themselves. And we can share with them how we have changed, how God has worked in us, how he has called us, how he has changed us, and the work that he continues to do in our lives through the gospel of Christ. And that may be an attractive thing for them. But ultimately, we have to confront them with their ultimate problem, their problem of sin, not of wrong thinking. And so it's my prayer that as you meet folks like this, that as you interact with them, that as you have the chance to share the gospel with them, that the Lord would use your example, your influence, in a way that would draw them to Christ and bring them to repentance. Let's close our time praying for that. Again, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time where we have been able to study, learn, and grow. And Lord, as we've been able to study yet another religion that holds a matter of salvation that's very works-based and not focused on the grace of God that is available through Jesus Christ, Lord, help us to be able to come in contact with those who hold these beliefs and help us to confront them with the truth. But Lord, help us to do so in a loving way. We pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would work in their hearts and lives. And God, that you would do a great work that only you could do there, saving them for your glory and for our good. Again, we thank you for this podcast ministry and this time to be together uh, in this way, listening sharing. And Lord, I pray that anyone listening here, that they would receive much encouragement from this time, that they would receive much edification from it, and Lord, that it would be helpful and practical 
for the daily life that you allow them to live for your glory. Again, we thank you for these things, and we pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. As always, thank you for listening in. We're so grateful to be able to share this podcast with you. We look forward to sharing more with you next week. God bless.